When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey from Scottsdale, Doug Marie, Sorry, Wasserman, Bill Landis. It's the Buckeye Talk podcast. You know that. We're the cleveland.com slash OSU coverage team. And we're going to get a little bit into the future. We've been breaking down the Fiesta Bowl all week. Uh, and Friday's podcast is going to be our picks and why we think certain things about how this game is going to go. But we just got done with Media Day which is when you can talk to every player on the roster. And when we have that opportunity at each bowl game each year, we are not interested in talking to the guys who are about to play in the bowl. We want to talk to all the guys um, that we never get to talk to because they don't play. So we did a lot of that, and there's one thing in particular we want to talk about with the future. So this is the future. We're going to get to the present on Friday. We've been doing the present all week. But there's a big question out there that our buddy Ari has helped spur, and that is, will JT Barrett be back next year? Get ready for a half an hour of this, because this could go, as Ari said, 10 different ways. But Ari, why don't you tell the people what you wrote on Thursday, which is why we're talking about this. When we get an opportunity to be in a conference ballroom with a bunch of the you know, entire Ohio Old State football are. team, I think what was the percentage that we of current players that are going to be in the game? I think it might have been five percent of our total conversations. Maybe less. I won the "Who do you get to talk to?" draft between the three of us because that's what we do when we decide who gets to write what stories. We have a fantasy draft, and my number one overall pick, which I won by smoking Bill Landis and rock paper scissors, was Dwayne Haskins because that, in my opinion, is the most interesting player on the team right now. Um, I like skilled players and quarterbacks, and I talked to him about his future and whether or not he feels like, as he sat in that ballroom for Fiesta Bowl Media Day, if he was ready or in a place mentally to realize that as soon as next year he could have a banner on the wall, the way that JT Barrett did. And we were getting into the conversation, it was just kind of low-key. He was playing Madden the entire time and not looking at me at all. But he said, I have a feeling that JT Barrett's going to go next year which sparks the conversation of should he go, will he go, why would he go, where would he go, and how would he go? (laughs) (laughs) By bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's interesting. There's a lot of different ways you can look at it. And I think what happens in this playoff is probably going to have a lot to do with the nuance of whether he should or not. Um, But the idea that a quarterback who's in that room with JT every single day said he has a hunch that that's going to happen – whether it's because he likes to envision himself as a starter or whether that's because he actually knows something, it makes us think, and here we are. I remember um, when Anthony Gonzalez turned pro after the 2006 season, and that surprised some people. He ended up being a first-round pick, so he was right. But when he did it, I think a couple people were surprised. And I remember a player saying, oh, yeah, like we all knew he was gone. And... People on the outside didn't know he was gone. Like they said, we knew like halfway through the year. I don't know whether he said it or whether they just got the vibe or whether. So these guys do 
have a sense of things. They hang out with these people, especially the guys at your own position. They hang out with you. Hang out with them every day. So I think Ari, for for Dwayne Haskins to say that to you, it doesn't mean he knows something, but it's also there's something to it. You know, it doesn't mean he's right, but it's not just some random person saying, "Yeah, I think he's gone." And so that's why I think this is now worth talking about because there's kind of been some other stuff out there about this, but I think Dwayne Haskins has opened the door. And so, Bill, before we get into the idea of JT Barrett turning pro, and again, I don't, where is this coming from? I don't even know. But this is a podcast. We're talking about stuff. We are not reporting this at all, and I think it doesn't make sense. But there is this theory out there, and I don't know that it's any more than a theory. I don't think it's a rumor. I think it's a theory of JT Barrett leaving Ohio State as a graduate transfer. He just did graduate Mm -hmm. and going to Texas to play for Tom Herman. Does any part of that make any sense to anybody? Um, I think it makes a a little bit of sense to me in the sense that JT Barrett wants to be an NFL quarterback, regardless of what we think of his prospects there. That's what he wants to do, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming every quarterback does. And we've talked a lot about the quarterback coaching on Ohio State at Ohio State. We don't think it's really up to snuff. We don't know what JT Barrett thinks about it. We don't have any reason to believe that he doesn't think it's good enough and that he's developed the way he wants to. But if in his mind he hasn't, and he knows how good he was in 2014 uh, when Tom Herman was at Ohio State as his position coach, and he says, I want to go to the NFL and the best path I see for that to happen is to go back with Tom Herman, see if we can recapture that magic a little bit, play for one year in Texas. Um, I don't know how good Texas is going to be next year, maybe a little bit better with JT Barrett than it would be otherwise, but it wouldn't be about going to Texas for a better opportunity as a college football player. It would be about going to Texas to make yourself ready for the NFL. And there are other ways to do that. There are plenty of quarterback gurus out there. Um, but JT Barrett has a long relationship with Tom, with Tom Herman, and if he saw that as the best route, that would make a little bit of sense to me. Uh, I don't think it would happen. I think there's a less than 1% chance that that would happen, but I don't think it's impossible. Now, the one thing is Tom Herman has a whole lot to do at Texas in running the program, so he wouldn't have time to work with JT Barrett as a quarterback every day, but Drew Maringer, mm-hmm. who was a GA here at Ohio State, was Rutgers' offensive coordinator last year, is Tom Herman's right-hand man. He's been hired as the passing game coordinator at Texas, and so JT Barrett would have a relationship with him, and that's a guy that he would probably work with on a daily basis. Yeah, well, that, well, and the other thing, like that is, it's almost an easy jump to make because JT Barrett, Tom Herman, Texas had a true freshman starting quarterback last year who was pretty good, and I don't know if... Tom Herman, if he's even considering this at all, would want to disrupt anything when you have – I know they just fired their head coach. But that's a program that's trending up just a little bit. And they had a true freshman starting quarterback last year who everyone likes and everyone thinks is good and everyone thinks is the future of the program. So I don't think they would want to upset that at all. I think it's easy to make leaps. I just – because things make sense on the surface when you – I mean, when you say it out loud, JT Barrett played his best football when Tom Herman was the offensive coordinator. He wants to go to the NFL. People question that. He's good enough to be in the NFL right now. He may or may not be getting the coaching he needs at Ohio State. So why not go back and get the band together? And he's from Texas, and as Doug wrote a few years ago, would have gone there if yeah. they would have offered him early. When things on the surface make sense, it's easy to talk about. That doesn't mean it's reality. And I think people were doing it with Braxton last year or two years ago. Well, this even—I mean, this makes more sense. Than this Braxton. even makes more sense than that. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's a reality or that it's likely or that it's even remotely possible it's going to happen. Well, but I don't know. So at least the Braxton stuff, 
you were sort of trying to figure out like if Braxton Miller. So the off season after 2014, before 2015, was filled with everyone being some level of certain. Many people were that Braxton Miller was going to leave, and he was going to transfer this place or that place or the other place. And some source said this, or some source said that. There were a lot of not just speculation, but source. Unnamed source stories from people around the country who actually wrote about it. Um, but Braxton Miller, as we know now, couldn't throw, was too injured, was never going to do that because he wasn't going to be a quarterback anymore. But he had no guarantee that he was going to be the starting quarterback here. So if I would maybe disagree with the idea that this makes more sense than that because at least that made the sense of, well, if Braxton Miller wants to play quarterback, he could do it somewhere else. We're not sure he could do it here. Is he going to beat out? JT and Cardale. Is there any way that JT Barrett is not the starting quarterback here next year if he's here? Is there any way? Ari, Ari has his head on his arms. Because <laughs> I knew is it was there coming. Any way? So, I mean, it tell people what Dwayne Haskins said in your story, but then honestly, is there any way that Joe Burrow or Dwayne Haskins would beat out? JT Barrett next year that Urban Meyer would even have it be a competition. I think that's I think that's zero percent. I think that's impossible. I asked him, "What if JT Barrett comes back?" And Haskins, who didn't make eye contact with me while playing Madden, actually made eye contact with me and said, "I'll just have to compete with him." And it made it seem like he thinks in his head he can beat him out, which is great. Yeah, I hope that the big time yeah. quarterback recruit, he should think he can beat out Aaron Rodgers. You know that's great, but is there any basis in reality there? No. How? Yeah, it's, it seems impossible to me that the guy. I mean, there's two big games coming up, and like your viewpoint of these games, like if he wins a national title somehow, I don't think it, they, I think uh, they could get smoked yeah. by Clemson. And if JT Barrett's back next year, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I wonder how about how about this. Instead of asking, could this happen or will this happen, let's take the names and the people out of it. Do you think that if quarterback A has been a multi-year starter, led Ohio State to the playoff twice, and has become one of the greatest winners in the program, according to the head coach, who's Urban Meyer, is worse than quarterback B in Urban Meyer's eyes and in his heart? when he watches them practice, and quarterback B is a hotshot redshirt freshman, do you think that Urban Meyer has the capacity to make the switch? No. No. Because he did it last year. But he didn't He didn't do it last year. The way he explained it, at least, is the part of the reason he picked Cardale was out of loyalty to Cardale, yeah. who was the guy who won the national championship. I yeah, think I guess almost that, like misplaced so loyalty. So that's also okay. so that's almost the complete opposite of what I'm thinking. Yes, I, if that's the truth. I mean, you could say, well, he wasn't loyal to JT because he's you know the guy who had been the starter he didn't go back yeah, to, he, but but he the loyalty had gone to Cardale. Now that was you know JT wasn't himself yet and everything else, but I don't think even if he knows in his heart that the other one's better, I think he can spin that either way. I think he can spin his decision to start Cardale Jones last year either way. It was either that, that he was loyal to Cardale because Cardale won the championship. But why wouldn't he be loyal to JT Barrett, who led them to an 11-win season? Was fifth I mean, no matter what in the scenario, you're loyal to one and not the other. Yeah, but, well, Cardale's the guy who sort of had a decision. 
like Cardell came back, JT was going to be here anyway. Yeah. So this would be JT coming back. Dwayne Haskins is going to be here anyway. There's no way he'd do it. I have a, a story that I'm going to uh, have up on Friday morning about how JT Barrett is Tim Tebow. And I asked Urban Meyer about that comparison and what people thought about Tim Tebow sort of, you know, the Florida fans back in 2007 and 2008, and he was saying how Tim Tebow got a lot of criticism in 2008 because he wasn't a great thrower, which I think is a similar thing to what JT Bear's going through. And, like, Urban Meyer just gives the impression that he thinks all of that is craziness. And so, you know, he said, yeah, we have to get better. Like, he knows they have to get better throwing it. But I think Urban Meyer, and I don't think he's blowing smoke, gives – off the impression that he thinks anyone suggesting that JT Barrett shouldn't be Ohio State's quarterback is nuts. I think he legitimately would not take anybody else in the country over JT Barrett because JT does all the little things he wants a quarterback to do. He trusts him, he believes in him, he can run the offense, that kind of stuff. So I I think the idea of JT leaving for Texas or the, the, the idea of JT coming back and not being the starter, I think both of those are crazy. Do you guys basically agree with that? I do. And I think part of it too, and maybe we, if, we, if we don't want to get into this now, we don't have to in terms of comparisons, but Dwayne Haskins has been talked up a lot. He's been playing Deshaun Watson on scout team. He's been very good. People think he's awesome. The thing he does best from what we're told is the thing that's not even on Urban Meyer's list of the things that are important for a quarterback to do. And that's throw the football. There's five things on Herbert Meyer's list for quarterbacks to do that come before ability to throw. And if Dwayne Haskins has a cannon for an arm and throws in the windows, that's awesome and that's important. But if he doesn't do all the other things that JT Barrett does, then why are we even having the conversation about if he could beat I think what's interesting is, is that when I brought this up, the reason why I said let's take the names out of it is because it's easy to analyze this specific situation. What I guess is important because it's the situation we're talking about. And I agree with you guys that that's not going to happen. But I think I disagree with you that if Urban Meyer thought that somebody was better than somebody else, I don't think loyalty would trump who's better. I think that's the way he's run his program. That's what we talk about all the time, right? Best man for the job. Who's who's the better player if you want to win and you want to get onto the field? And I know it's a sticky situation because unlike any other position oh, in any other sport. Let me ask this question. I'm are you going to interrupt you? No, giggling me. I'm going to interrupt for, and ask one thing because I think the timing on this is right. Yeah. Urban Meyer – had Tim Tebow at Florida. And there was a time when Tim Tebow had a very, very talented young backup quarterback behind him who was named Cam Newton. Cam Newton ended up leaving Florida over a flap over a stolen computer. If Cam Newton had stayed at Florida, would Urban Meyer have benched Tim Tebow because Cam Newton was better. No. I'm, I'm leaning over the computer <laughs> to give my answer, but I want Ari to answer first. Tim Tebow would never be benched completely. I think it's possible that they... I mean, here's the thing, and this is the one thing... Your column is going to be really good. Because I... <laughs> and I'm not just saying it. I can't stand looking at you when you're right. <laughs> Because we, from outsiders who didn't cover Florida, think Tim Tebow was the greatest college football player of all time, right? Isn't that like yeah, what people yeah. think? Oh, no, I think people like, when you really legitimately talk about that, I mean, I think if you do a top 10 college football players ever, I mean, it's like Archie Griffin and Tim Tebow, and those are the kind of guys okay, you're talking about, so for sure. Okay, so 
when you say Cam Newton is better. At the time, nobody was better than Tim Tebow. And I know that you're writing a story about how JT Barrett, we're going to give you a little preview because you're listening, JT Barrett is Tim Tebow on and off the field and is going through a lot of the same things that Tim Tebow did at that time. But I don't know what that means. Are we saying that JT Barrett is as good as Tim Tebow? Because I don't think anybody is as good as Tim Tebow, not even Cam Newton. So I don't know. I think that that's a very interesting thing to ask. I think that if Cam Newton is the Cam Newton that we know today and that won a national championship at Auburn, that he would have had some sort of role on that team. I don't know what it would have looked like. But Tim Tebow, if he's a top 10 player in the history of the game, nobody's better than him, not Cam Newton. I think the similarity is that both Tim Tebow and JT Barrett are like the perfect guy to run the Urban Meyer offense and to earn Urban Meyer's trust. But if you had a quarterback competition of let's do quarterback things and who's better, let's run routes and practice, let's throw a football through a tire, let's, you know, run 40-yard dashes, I don't know. If you had a little – I think Dwayne Haskins might beat JT Barrett. I think Cam Newton would have beaten Tim Tebow. And I think if you, if you were – if you put them in – black jerseys without the names of the universities on them and put it in he- them in helmets and nobody could see their faces and you ran them through NFL combine drills and you had a hundred people there and said, who's better? I think there was a time when Cam Newton would have been better than Tim Tebow and maybe Dwayne Haskins would have been better than JT Barrett if you were evaluating them on that kind of thing, which is a valid thing to evaluate people on. That's how they evaluate people for who they're going to draft, mm-hmm. at least to some degree. But I don't think Urban Meyer ever would have taken them out of their roles because his evaluation of a quarterback goes beyond what they look like in NFL combine drills. What is... You f- you seem to feel very strongly that Urban Meyer would never sacrifice talent for loyalty. What's the example? Is that the that? whole point? Well, what's the example? I can't think of a time. It's hard. Here, let me. Can would, you think would, of a time? Would ben Victor and Austin Mack be playing right now if that were true? I think that the idea in my head is that they're not ready to play yet. And and I could be wrong. And maybe I'm naive. Have not been good. Like, none of them have been good. and So you think Vic- he's, like, blindly loyal to Paris Campbell? Not to single not anybody out or loyal, or but loyal I think to those guys Noah get Brown. a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because they've been around and they've put in some sweat to the program. I think, I think part of that is important to him. I think there have been young players who have played and young players who haven't played. And I think if Austin Mack was really, really, really good, he would be playing. If he was immeasurably better than Paris Campbell, he'd be playing. I do think – I agree with Ari in that I think Urban talks the talk of that. Urban gives off – I mean the whole like the receivers are a clown show thing from his first year here gives off the impression of like you better earn your spot every day. There's competition. We're here to win. Raise your level, right? But I actually think he walks his walk less than he talks his talk when it comes to that kind of thing, which maybe is a good thing because I think I think he would like – I think Urban would like to portray himself and give and plant the idea in the heads of the players that we don't really care about anything other than the best guys playing. But then I do think when push comes to shove, as many, many, many coaches do, because it's not that he – well, I guess it is. I think he does place a, a value on loyalty, but I also think he places a value on 
Do guys, are they in the right, do they line up in the right spot? Do they work hard in practice? Yeah. Do they do, he, you know, are they blue, gold, red? Are they in the right grouping? Did they do, do they work hard in the weight room? All that kind of stuff. And then maybe, yeah, maybe there's a receiver who's going to go up and practice and make a play better than the starting receivers, but he's not going to start them because all those other guys line up in the right spot, study their playbooks, understand the offense, block, work hard in the weight room. And maybe they're not, quote, better receivers, but they're better at the things that he still wants them to do. Yeah, it's not just, I mean, talent is important, and we're not trying to say that it's not, but there's like some element of a meritocracy think, to it. You have to earn it. I, I think. think that quarterback levitates over other positions. I'm going to give two examples that I wanted to go back in the way back machine. One is, after the 2007 season, Antonio Pittman was a very good running back, but he wasn't necessarily a guy that you would have said, oh, that guy's going to be a huge NFL star. Rubini. And he turned pro, and I think wound up being a fourth-round pick. And it's because Beanie Wells was behind him, and Antonio Pittman would have been a returning senior starter in 2008, but I'm not so sure he would have been the starter because everybody saw what Beanie Wells did as the complimentary back in 2007, and that guy needed to get on the field. So... That's an example. That, I think, is a Dwayne Haskins. Wait, didn't Nick Bosa take Adolphus Washington's job? Who? I mean, Joey Bosa. Sorry, they're the same person. Like, Adolphus Washington got injured. Right, but then he still had a starting job. I guess they just moved him in, but didn't oh, he, take, it? Didn't he yeah. take his job? And the other, one, the other one is, in 2008, Ohio State had a senior quarterback starter who had led them to the national championship game the year before who got benched for a freshman after the third game. And then the program fell apart. <laughs> so <laughs> Not because of that, but, you know. I'm not, you know I mean, it's not, JT Barrett's not Todd Beckman, and Dwayne Haskins is not Terrell Pryor. Yeah. But, you know, Jim Trestle did what he had to do. Jim Trestle was not, quote, loyal in that okay, spot. Okay, let me he ask played you this the way. Best, He played the guy he thought gave him the best chance to win. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can't say that JT Barrett doesn't give you the best chance to win because all the guy's done his entire career is win. But I think that part of it, too, is that they just – there's a lot of games that JT Barrett's won, and I don't want this to sound like I don't think he earned those wins that Ohio State would have won with Dwayne Haskins as their quarterback too. Although but the, I don't, I, I, don't I just know about that. I just, but I just want to interrupt and say, by the way, Dwayne Haskins is not the backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah he's the third <laughs> stringer, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. He's in the process of redshirting, right? I mean, he has never played a snap. And if JT Barrett gets hurt against Clemson, Dwayne Haskins isn't going to play. It's it's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's yeah. going to play. Yeah. But if JT Barrett, and this is, I always make a distinction in backup quarterbacks. There's your backup quarterback who's the number two while the first string guy is healthy. And that means in this game, if the first string guy gets hurt, the number two guy is playing. But once the number one guy is out, the backup quarterback becomes a very different thing. And you have a whole week to prepare. Who's your starter? I think sometimes that can be different than who was number two. Yeah. Who would have been, if JT Barrett had decided to give up football and be an archaeologist after the Oklahoma game and go out on top, who would be Ohio State's starting quarterback right now? Joe Burrow or Dwayne Haskins? I mean, based off nothing but talk, because none of us have seen Dwayne Haskins play. Ari and I saw him play in high school, which means nothing, really. Um, I was eating a hot dog during that game, too. Yeah. Um, I would probably say Burrow, but it's like 50-50. Oh, Are not – I mean, you're talking about – there are a lot of players talking about Dwayne Haskins, right? What have you guys heard this whole week? I've heard a lot more about Dwayne Haskins now than we did during JT Barrett's redshirt year. 
And you're hearing more about Dwayne Haskins than you are. Now, it's because Dwayne Haskins was playing Deshaun Watson yeah, to Burrow's, a degree. Because Joe Burrow is working as a number two quarterback and Dwayne Haskins is on the scout team. But the people, dollar vegan but people are <laughs> raving. But people are giving him scout team raves, right? Scout Dwayne team, Haskins scout team raves are great. All right, give the us guys dropping dimes on Ohio State starting secondary. He's making Malik Hooker look like a fool. <laughs> well, we don't know whether <laughs> no, or not kidding. Joe Burrow's doing the same thing because we're just, just not asking about it. Just but kidding, it's man. true. But we are. But the hype train is rolling. Like the exactly. Dontre Wilson hype train from his freshman year is rolling with Dwayne Haskins right now. And usually the the saying is the backup quarterback is the most popular guy around. It turns yeah. out here it's the third string quarterback, quarterback is the most popular guy, and everybody has just talked past Joe Burrow. But just give us give us the Joe Burrow defense from the man who saw him complete a pass to himself yeah. in the state championship game. I think, and I don't, I don't mean to say that Dwayne Haskins doesn't have this. I just don't know if he does because I haven't seen it. Joe Burrow's a tough dude. I think there's a lot of JT Barrett in Joe Burrow, and I think Urban Meyer values toughness. I think he values guys that find ways to get yards and find ways to win when things aren't going great, and I think Joe Burrow can do that. Um, it doesn't mean Dwayne Haskins can't, but I'm fairly confident that Joe Burrow can. I was talking to Joe Burrow, and I said, you're kind of a dual threat, man. You you can use your legs, right? And James Clark looked up at him and rolled his eyes, and Joe Burrow looked down and said, what are you rolling your eyes for? It might not look pretty, but I'd get the job done. I thought that was cool. Yeah, which is like, is that the definition of JT Barrett? Yeah, that's why I... Said yeah. the story because yeah. I wanted to give Dollar B a little feather for his hat. Thanks, man. Um, so let's talk about the other thing, then, which I think is actually more of a real thing. The should? Well, is it possible that JT Barrett could go to the NFL? I think it is, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Especially if they win the national championship. What's he have left to do? Where would he be picked? I think uh, he'd be undrafted. I don't know. I think... Um, I think people value winning to a certain extent. I don't think I think he'd be at best a, th- a third day pick. Um, but if he got with the right people and he worked on some stuff, um, I think he could um, play or whatever practice or whatever, like do enough to to work his way into like the sixth or seventh round of the draft. I think it's it's possible for him to be selected, um, but I think it's more likely that he'd be undrafted. Has a guy ever left early to be undrafted? A quarterback? A famous guy? I mean, like, do you hear that a lot? Of, like, anybody at USC or Florida or Florida Doesn't State or Alabama college or basketball Georgia? All the time. Yeah, That's a little bit different. It's only two rounds in that draft. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's like, just, yeah. it's Jalen Marshall? J- yeah, Jalen Marshall and Tyvis Powell left early. Well, Tyvis Powell graduated. Um, no, it'd be super rare for that to happen. And... But in the national title changes things. If he wins a national title, he's got nothing left to do at Ohio State. The thing other is, than is that cement more records in the record book. That's all it is. Is does he want to play college one more year and know that in a year he's going to be in the same exact spot that he's in now? Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But if you are what you are, you might as well go try to get paid for it. I don't know. I mean, here's the one thing that I thought this year did for JT Bear because I had a conversation with George Whitfield, the quarterback guru at. Uh, the NFL Combine last year, um, and I asked him about JT Barrett. And JT Barrett has worked with George Whitfield. And George Whitfield is a nice guy, but he t- typically, if you work with him, then he'll, he talks you up. As It's not surprising. He doesn't have an unbiased view of you then. Um, but he, you know, the, the comparison everybody wants to make is when you're a smaller quarterback who's a good leader or whatever, you find the one small quarterback who's a good leader and compare him to that um, is Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, 
He's not Russell Wilson. I don't think JT Barrett is Russell Wilson. And I thought the one thing that has happened for me this year is we're in the college football playoff. We're we're sitting here in in Scottsdale, Arizona, waiting for Ohio State to play in the college football playoff. JT Barrett deserves a lot of credit for that. I thought as an NFL prospect, JT Barrett took a step back this year. I feel like there are a lot more questions about his throwing ability. And, you know, NFL teams are not looking for guys who are give good pep talks. You know, yeah. you've got to be able to make the throws. And so I've spent the week talking to a lot of people about Deshaun Watson and the throws he can make. And Greg Schiano from Ohio State talking about Deshaun Watson can scramble and move in the pocket and flick his wrist and throw it 50 yards. And no offense, JT Barrett can't do that. No. So I, at the moment, and I'm not saying I couldn't change my mind on this, but as someone who is not a draft guru, at the moment, I don't think JT Barrett's an NFL quarterback. So if you're not an NFL quarterback, then, okay, play come back and play football because you might not play it ever again. And I think before this season, I thought he was more had more of a chance to be an NFL quarterback than I do right now. Do you think it would be at all possible for him to play his way back into that position that you had in your head of, or that view that you had of him before this season if he came back next year? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, if, if he greatly improves yeah. on his throws, I mean, he has to let it go. He has to have the confidence to make tough throws, you know? Um, I'm just so curious what, like, if, if he does, like, say he comes out in the Fiesta Bowl and just starts slinging it. Like, what that, what would that look like? I want, like, I wonder if maybe. Our perception of him, like our, our perception of his talent, is skewed because he's afraid to take risks, or his coach not to take risks. And like if he came out and just decided, you know what, I'm letting this thing fly because we have to win this game and we're doing it anyway possible. Like what that would look like, and maybe he'd look awesome doing that. Like I, he can't, he doesn't have the Sean Watson arm. He's not throwing it sideline to sideline through windows and all that stuff. But there's plenty of guys in, in college who are successful who can't do all that and end up getting drafted because. And yeah, the, accuracy, the college football playoff is going to throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns because he decides to let it go one time. The accuracy thing is interesting to me because two years ago he was accurate, right? We've talked about this. And I wonder, like, right now if they're the, as down on him as possible for somebody who wins as much as he does, if he actually could change the perception of that by coming back. I don't know if I agree with the idea of he's got nothing to gain by coming back. I think the general thought is he is what he is. It doesn't matter whether he returns or goes. He's going to be undrafted this year or next year because he's not an NFL guy. But I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think a person can grow. I think a person can become more accurate. I didn't know people could become less accurate. So you know he's capable of it. Um, and uh, if they you – now I just think it's part of the system, you know, and this is the way that they do things. But I don't know if I necessarily completely agree that don't come back because there's nothing you can do to improve. Well, no, but – I was saying don't come yeah. back if you win a national championship because there's nothing left for you to accomplish. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, but that exists in a world where you don't have anything else to gain. Accomplish and gain are two separate things, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have nothing left to accomplish, but you have everything left to gain. And if that's the case, then come back. And I think it always matters, and I don't know the answers to this. You know, I think it always matters like – who your guys are, who your best friends are on the team. I think it's always a more complicated situation when you're talking about a guy who has a year of eligibility left but has been here four years because he redshirted because he's part of the class of 2013 and there's not going to be a ton of 2013 guys around next year. A lot of them have already left. 
more of them are going to leave after this year. So, you know, that always is some influence, I think. Um, but I, I don't even know. I know that, you know, last year when I did a story at Cardell Jones and Tyvis Powell's apartment, they were talking about how JT was over all the time, hanging out. So I, I don't know who JT Barrett hangs out with all the time now. Um, you know, if it's one of those things. If you're in a group of, like, you and five other guys, the guys who really hang out, and the other, all five are leaving – that's like a real life thing that actually has an influence on these guys, you know, but I think JT lives alone, which a lot of the older guys do. And I think he might be interested just to come. I mean, he could be, he, he'd put up a lot of stats, man. I mean, like he, he has a lot left there for what he would be at Ohio state, regardless of what he may or may not be at the NFL. He could certainly be something more at Ohio state with another year than if yeah. he didn't come back. Especially, I mean, you talk about all the young talent they have, and if the offensive line's better, the receivers are better getting open. I had, like, visions of him throwing for, like, 3,000 yards and 40 touchdowns this year, and it didn't happen. So, like, if he comes back next year with a much more talented offense, I mean, maybe that season's out there for them for him. I don't know. I mean, there also is something to be said about being the greatest thing that's ever happened to a program like Ohio State, right? What do you mean? He comes back, he puts up all the stats, oh, right, 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 sends him right. to another playoff, and leaves. Your life is taken care of. I think a lot of people don't understand at a place like Ohio State that even though you might not be an NFL person, that if you accomplish things and lead the program to the right way to a certain height, that your life is taken care of anyway. There's always going to be a spot for you in Columbus. Does that make sense? I think that's all. And that's yeah, probably yeah, already I think the that case already, with him. I think that already yeah. exists for him. But, yeah, I do think that's something, which, which makes me wonder – Archie Griffin's had a really good life. Right, but that makes me wonder if he would take a shot now, if he knows that that's the case. He takes a shot at the NFL, it doesn't work out for whatever reason, he doesn't play pro football, and who knows what he wants to do with his life. Well, we're, He's we're, a college graduate, he could come back and he knows he has a spot doing something at Ohio State. We're at 33 minutes, I think we should get to the good part now. What's the good part? The good part, the juicy part, the dessert part. I mean, the whole meal was good, we just gave you prime rib, but now we're going to give you an ice cream sundae. What do you think he should do? Is it hard? to predict or, or have an opinion on it before you know what happens in the next two games, or do you have an opinion on what you think he should do? Um, it's it's hard, I, I think, because the, these two games will change my mind a little bit, I think. Um, okay, then give me, like, uh, loses in the first round or wins a title. Do wins a title, I think he should go. I think I there's something to be said for striking while the iron's hot. I think maybe he should, if he wants to take a shot at the NFL, there's no better time than when you're coming off a national title. Um, presumably having beat Clemson and then Alabama, the two, two of the best defenses in the country. Uh, if he doesn't, and he truly has his eyes on trying to be an NFL quarterback, I think he is best served coming back to Ohio State to a team that he knows is loaded with talent. Should be very good next year, um, as opposed to trying to graduate graduate transfer to some place doesn't have as much talent as Ohio State for no other reason than you think you might be able to get a better better coaching at your position from a quarterback's coach. Thug? I don't think there's a decision to be made. Really? Yeah. I think, you know, I think it's, I don't, Bill wrote a story this week, Ohio State can't throw, but that's, you know, that may be okay, lots of national champions can't throw. Um, How do you go from, your team can't throw to you're leaving for the NFL? I mean, I don't, it's, he's not an NFL quarterback right now. I don't. I'm not saying he couldn't be later, but I think he has a lot more to show. I would not look at his film from this. If I looked at his film from this year, my impression would be like, what happened? What's wrong? He doesn't look like himself. And he has, uh, 
I feel, I don't, do I feel bad? It's not that I feel bad. I feel like we end up talking about like all of JT Barrett's faults sometimes. Yeah. Cause it's kind of interesting. He is an exceptional college quarterback who very well might win a national championship and is a very, very, very good player who's the exact right guy for Ohio State and Urban Meyer. Not in dispute. Not in dispute. I wouldn't draft him. So what are you leaving for? And I think it's, you know, Tyvis at quarterback, I think it's different. You know, I just think quarterback, I think it's different. I think maybe Jalen Marshall was in a little bit of a hurry to go. I think he actually... I'm not going to say he made the wrong decision. It's his it's his decision to make, and he's playing in the NFL right now and making money. That's great. Tyvis Powell graduated, was a fourth-year guy, was at safety, had sort of done it all. I mean, that's similar to JT, but I think it's different when you're a quarterback. I think if Tyvis Powell was a quarterback, he would have come back. So I'd come back. I'd come back. I think, and I would think off the top of my head without doing the research, I would imagine more often than not quarterbacks come back. I don't know how often a guy leaves not knowing – that he's a sure thing to be drafted because that's a huge gamble to take, especially if you have a year of eligibility left to improve the draft stock. What do you think? I think that if they win the national championship, he should go. Can we? we and I think if they lose, he should come back. But the other question is: Is do you think it's better for the program if he leaves? No, you don't. No, I don't. No. With all the talent that they're stockpiling up at the quarterback position, no. do you think that there's I don't a think it's ever jam? good to lose a guy like that. I don't think um, – so the guy right behind him is currently a second-year guy mm-hmm. who Joe Burrow may end up being a very good quarterback here. I don't think Joe Burrow is on like the get me on the field, get me on the field track. Uh, if Dwayne Haskins is a little bit more of that – this is his first year. He's redshirting. If Dwayne Haskins is here for two years and doesn't play – that's not abnormal. He could still yeah. start as a redshirt sophomore. And then Tate Martell's coming in, and he's not going to play next year anyway. So the logjam is coming. I actually think the logjam's not quite here yet. And, like, the logjam won't be affected by who the quarterback is next year. Right. So if it was one more year, you know, like, if it was that Burrow was currently in his third year, Haskins was currently in his second year, Martell was currently in his first year, and next year it would be like, Fourth-year Burrow, third-year Haskins, second-year Martell are still all going to sit behind Barrett. I think that maybe complicates the discussion a bit. I don't think the logjam complicates anything at all right now. And and I don't. I think Ohio State would be very happy to have him back. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Do we have any indication we think maybe that they think he could go? I don't know. I think it's rumor at this point. Yeah, I was actually very surprised to hear Dwayne Haskins say that. Or that here that he told Ari that because um, I've never gotten that indication, and we don't ask about it because why would we? We don't think he's going to the NFL. But um, no, I don't think they have. I don't think they have an inclination that he's leaving. I think they probably assume that he's back next year. Tim Beck. Oh, Tim Beck in Columbus, uh, Ohio State's Fiesta Bowl media day on campus was talking about Dwayne Haskins playing Deshaun Watson. He was talking about how Joe Burrow was playing well as the number two quarterback, and he talked about He said, like, the future is bright at that position because we have Dwayne, uh, we have Joe, and then he, like, was about to move on to another thought, and then he said, oh, we have, and, of course, JT coming back next year, too. So it was like he – I think he caught himself almost glancing over the fact that, oh, yeah, JT is probably back next year. Do we have – can we pull up – we're going long. What We did this for senior day. We went through 11 underclassmen who could be leaving – and uh, we made our predictions of who's coming back. 
and not just based on nothing other than our gut feelings. And now I'm trying to remember what we said then about JT. Okay, I'm almost there. One second. I'm pretty sure I said coming back because I think my opinion. I, right I don't think my opinion has. We changed. all said stay. Everybody said stay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think we're all on that on that mode right now too. Yeah. And that's not what we think he should do. That's what, what we think is going to happen. Yes. That he'll be back next year. Right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's uh, it's one of those things. This is why it's a good podcast. I, I don't even know how you would write a story about this because nobody would tell the truth about anything. If you're trying to quote people, it wouldn't. you it's wouldn't have talk, anything. It's good to just talk informally about it and um, then just try to get people to say it. It's more just like thinking out loud. But I think... To me, it's almost like it's it's 40 minutes of thinking out loud, but in the end, really, there's not really... I mean, I think he's back, and I don't even know that it's that hard of a decision. So, all right, I don't think we got to any of the, any of the other guys. We talked to... I talked to Eric Glover-Williams and Jordan Fuller. I talked to Demario McCall, who's a national treasure, and uh, <laughs> Malik Harrison, who is, I think, going to be a stud and like play two years and go to the NFL. Um, it was an interesting day. Yeah, yeah. Today oh, Malcolm Pridgen. I thought the Malcolm Pridgen too, junior college offensive lineman who got hurt, um, like right as he got here, and he said he came here, you know, with the intent to be the starting starting right tackle. Is what he told me, and I know a lot of people thought or still think that Isaiah Prince is in a little over his head this year, which like further hammers, hammers home the point is like he's starting and he wasn't supposed to be, and I think that's something important to consider with Isaiah Prince's struggles is that like Malcolm Pridgen came thinking he was going to be the starter. And I think Ohio State probably thought he was going to be the starter because that's why you bring in junior college guys. And by the way, uh, the idea of Michael Jordan starting as a true freshman, Urban Meyer was asked about that today. And he said, if you're at a place like Ohio State and you're starting a true freshman on the offensive line, something went wrong. Which is yeah. what I wrote six months ago. This is not a miracle story of a heartwarming, hardworking kid. This is a holy moly, we screwed this up. Can you play? All credit to Michael Jordan. Ohio State screwed this up and lived to tell about it. Yeah. They're starting a true freshman on a team that made the playoff. Does Clemson have any good defensive tackles or no? They, <laughs> other thing Next week, I'm Buckeye yeah. Dexter, <laughs> Dexter Lawrence uh, is a genetic freak. Who is a true freshman, but starting Dexter Lawrence as a true freshman on the defensive line is not the same as starting Michael Jordan as a Dexter true Lawrence can start for the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow if you want to. Dexter Lawrence is 340 pounds and has 18% body fat. I, I was looking at Ari and talking to Dexter Lawrence today, and it just made me happy because you were just standing there looking up at him. And he was so big. He's Dude, so, he's kid, so big. Man. That guy's a kid. All right. All right. That's it. Uh, you can follow us at Ari Wasserman, at Bill Landis 25 at Doug Lane Maurice on Twitter. Check cleveland.com slash OSU. We have a bunch of stories that went up Thursday. We're going to have a whole lot of stories going up Friday. And then uh, Saturday morning even more before the game, Saturday night. I'm tired. Podcast coming Friday. These guys think they've zeroed in on their predictions. They haven't announced it yet. I'm still conflicted. Um, I, my guess is in the end that we're not all going to pick the same team to win, which I think is an indication of, of what this game is like. I think it's a good game. So we will get heavy into the game in our Friday podcast. We'll also have some pieces on cleveland.com uh, where we'll write out and explain our picks. Uh, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a good game. I think these are two really, really good teams. So for Ari Wasserman and Bill Landis, I'm Doug Lee Maurice. That's Buckeye Talk.